next episode of The Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. I am the host, the creator of this podcast, and if it's just the first time you're joining us, I want to say welcome. If you have joined us before and you listened to a few episodes, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support, and I hope you share anything um, any of the content and the episodes with friends, loved ones who may need to hear it. So with that, we're going to go right in to our next episode. Namaste. Hey everyone, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I'm your host, Diana Collins. And if this is your first time visiting me, welcome. If this is your uh, return visit, Thank you for coming back. I want to sing the, the theme from Golden Girls. Thank you for being my friends. Um, anyway, you know, I can't hold a note to save my life, but it's okay. Um, but anyway, today I want to talk about um, some healthcare issues and healthcare disparities that a community that's near and dear to my heart and also one that I am a part of that face on a day-to-day basis and now due to um, overturning or changing of policies that have been put in place by um, Affordable Care Act when President Obama was in office, the Human Health Services has um, overturned or reverted back to an old law that gives people or excuse me, not even people, I just want to say healthcare practitioners, the right to choose or turn away uh, individuals that are, um, that have lifestyles that go against their moral and religious standing. And being a lesbian female and a healthcare practitioner, that hurts my soul, honestly. Um, For those of you who don't know me, personally, um, in the uh, in the light of love and peace and full transpa- um, transparency, I'm a lesbian female. I'm married to a transgendered male, and our community is has always faced healthcare disparities because of the judgments that we're faced with day to day when we go into healthcare facilities. And I say that because I've seen every level of its disrespect and lack of caring from healthcare professionals when delivering care to anyone in the LGBTQ community. Um, It stems back to uh, being a lesbian, my then wife, now husband, uh, dressed in male clothes, men's clothes, if we want to even go there. And we go to doctor's offices together and um, we'll walk up, they'll call his old name and we'll both walk up to the nurse to go in and they start talking to me. And immediately I'm looking at them like, no, do you not know who your patients are? Did you not read your patient's chart? Um, and then my, my husband will just chime in and said, no, it's me. And they then have this, I call it the screw face look. They have this complete, like, duh look on their face. And um, 
yeah it's just amazing how trans how how clear you can see their disgust once they've realized um who their patient is and some will apologize some truly are apologetic about their behavior but others really are just rude and just disrespectful about it and um I think this this ruling will and has increased that level of uncaring and healthcare disparity within the community. Now, we already have a high uh, suicide rate with our youth and older adults within the community because of the lack of support within um, not only outside the community, but also within the community, which is really sad. And we see this in all communities. You know, the, the African-American community, you have a section that are totally against you because of the way you lived your, you live your life or have lived your life. Um, and then you have a whole section of the LGBTQ community that doesn't accept you because you, you're transgender and um, you don't fit into that square box that they created because now you've shiv shaven off a few pieces of the side and you you have more of a round shape than that square shape that you started out with. Um, so yeah, so the the Human Health and Services ruling, um, everyone is actually part of a lawsuit that has been filed that um, that states that no human being should be turned away from having um, health care issues taken care of simply because of who they are and who they love, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing. And we've seen it from, for many years since Stonewall, before Stonewall. And it's, it's just boggles my mind that we still have to deal with this on a day-to-day -day issue. Um, on a day-to-day -day basis, excuse me. Um, so with this, it's just really frustrating at how all the efforts that we've made to be included, to be respected, to get equal treatment is now being reversed. And this is not the only thing that we've seen or hear about being reversed. There's tons of, there's just so many things layered layered on. Um, it's amazing. Like the, the other thing is um, the VA system and turning away and, and refusing to cover transgender costs for um, hormones and different treatments, not even including surgery because we, they, we, they don't cover surgery, but hormonal treatment. And, and things of that such. So this just gives that, I don't want to say, but I'm going to say it, that ignorant person more freedom to be ignorant and unpleasant and just mean and disregarding to human, human um, nature, human beings. So, um, so it just really just puts us in a place where we're going to have continued discrimination against human beings. So this human health services, healthcare discrimination ruling 
um, it, it, it doesn't change the outside law, honestly, but it creates a lot of confusion and, and a lot of chaos where we, we once finally had clarity, right? We finally could see the light and see some, some res resolution to a lot of these issues. So that chaos and confusion, now it gives everyone the right in these communities to, you know, disregard healthcare and, and not treat um, those within the LGBT community. And yes, we can definitely go places where we're welcome with open arms and, and get treatment and everything will be great. But how many places are there like that in within these small communities, little rural towns, okay, where, you know, you have people just coming out and voila, the only doctor you have is Dr. Phelps that's at the, has an office behind the general store in a little town. Yes, I'm being a little facetious about what I'm saying, but there's still towns like that, you know? And the in these towns like that, these individuals like me, first of all, I'm black, so I, I, I don't fare well in a little town. Um, personally, that's just my opinion. Um, but to be gay and, or just to be gay and getting treatment in these little places is going to be hell. Right. So again, we got this lawsuit that's going, that's out there to help put things back in order. So in May, the, the current administration had, um, again, rolled back all these changes and we have been fighting. If you haven't been watching the news or seeing your news feed on Facebook and things like that, you see rulings that have been going across through Supreme Court fighting um, sexual discrimination within the workplace. A lot of us um, have faced that. Not me personally, because I'm, honestly, no one truly sees me as uh, living in the LGBTQ community because now, again, my husband has transitioned over, so he looks like a straight man. And then that puts me in that category of being a straight woman. And I already, for for what a lot, a lot of people say, you don't look like you're a lesbian. I don't know what does a lesbian look like, okay? Um, so for, for the layman's purposes, I guess I don't look like the typical lesbian. So no one sees that within me. So I, I can usually get health care and get my issues taken care of fairly well until it gets to that point where they start asking about your sexual orientation or, you know, how many kids you have. And it, there's just a, a series of questions that they ask you and they're all these questions, they're, they're now getting better, but previously all these questions were geared to heterosexual individuals. And it's been a journey and in a continued journey where we have, we're getting to the point where we're making those changes so that the language fits 
the proper individual. And it also goes to everyone knowing who their patients are. Um, when you have your patient come in, yes, you should review your chart. You, you may have a patient and say, hey, my name was um, Christina, but I go by Christopher. I would prefer you call me Christopher. And you see that noted in the chart and you still call Christina to the office. And then, you know, this big burly guy comes up to the desk and looking at you and you know, damn near ready to punch you in your face because you just called him Christina and his name is Christopher, right? And then also using the proper pronouns. What the hey? Okay, if you see that this person is identifying as male, how hard is it for you to change your pronouns? If you decide to, um, if you accidentally use the incorrect pronoun, correct yourself for goodness sakes. How, you know, it's just, uh, makes me mad. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get off of that tangent right now. Um, because I can go on and on and on about it. And then the, the because the other piece about it is when you have someone who is, uh, I'm going to just talk about transgender and transitioning. When you have someone that's transgender and trans just transitioning, why when, it, it becomes a psychological issue. You have to get psychological approval stating that you identify as female. And before you can have anything done, you have to see a psychiatrist. You have to get this paper filled out. You have to get this done. And I get it. They want to make sure that you are okay in your right mind. That, that That's the medical person in me. But the, the logical person in me is like, this person has lived in pure hell within their bodies forever. This is what makes them happy being who they are let's help them let's be that healthcare professional and help them and guide them through it but no um, we can't do that but in recently in actually in June of this year the human health and services had um, just published a ruling about the healthcare discrimination which is now scheduled to be on the supreme court docket to have that uh, reverse back to where it was and um, not endangering lives. But the healthcare discrimination rule currently, as it stands, endangers the health and lives of many LGBTQ individuals and many in the transgender community. And also all sexual and gender minorities that this rule currently blocks. So just an example, there's an article that was written just as just early spring when this came out. I think I, I actually read it before the actual ruling came out. The, the article came across as I was doing some other research. And it, I was flabbergasted because it was a pharmacy, a Walgreens and a CVS here in Arizona in Phoenix that refused to fill the hormones for um, two transgender uh, individuals because they felt it went, uh, it went against their religious beliefs and refused to fill this medication. Now, anyone who's in the healthcare field knows that 
when you are um, on hormones to transition either male to female, female to male, you are on uh, testosterone or estrogen for the rest of your life. And for someone to just refuse to fill your medication based on that, who are they to judge, right? And I'm sorry, what religion who just basically is gone against human life and saying, hey, you know what? I'm not happy with what you're doing. So guess what? I'm not feeling this because I'm not happy. Or it goes against what I believe. It, it, it's an I thing and not a person thing. And being within the healthcare facility, uh, arena that I'm in, I'm in the business of saving and preserving life at all costs. Even if it is, um, if it is a, a, a procedure or a treatment that's elective and you know the ruling is saying it's going to save your you know we're obligated to save your life if it's in danger okay well you're endangering my life by not filling my prescription that's going to maintain my life how about that but you know again i go off because it pisses me off to no extent and it don't just doesn't just piss me off because it's my community it doesn't just piss me off because it impacts my husband or my my best friend or anything like that it pisses me off because I'm a healthcare professional and my job is to save your life no matter if you like me or hate me for who I am and you have the right to choose whether you're going to help me or not based upon one my color of my skin and we're not even going to touch that today but you know two the fact of who I sleep with and and want to share my heart with who you love is none of anyone's business the their business is to be there for you to save your life and keep you alive at all costs or you know, help provide you or supply you with the means to maintain your life. So, um, looking back at it, the the non-discrimination law um, denies, again, access to health care and services, right? The human health services, once upon a time, did make some significant progress in protecting the rights of all of us and giving us all quality care but um and at some at one point it was recognizing the transgender population um but with those strides we've gone backwards even though we still have help with individuals who are living with HIV we get their medic uh, their medications covered we've made strides in allowing um, our same-sex partners to visit us or spouses to visit us and have rights um, and with our health care like visitation in the hospitals and can get your uh, family's benefits 
in the event that they passed away, those kinds of things. But in 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 equal opportunity, that's the most recent one that I'm I was like, yes, finally. Right? And then um we just go backwards with with that one. I don't get it. I don't get it. So right now, guys, that was just my little update on where we are with healthcare, healthcare policies. And we have so many healthcare disparities. Healthy People 2020 has a whole list of healthcare disparities, starting with the LGBTQ community. Then we have the African American community, the senior citizens community. Oh my gosh, the list just goes on. And I think for America to be the greatest nation, we have the crappiest healthcare system and support um, around right now. And I'm just saddened by that. And hopefully um, with our new administration that's coming in, that we can have some changes if we get a new administration. I'm praying we get a new administration. And, you know, my listeners can say yay or nay and, you know, fight me on our current administration. I get it. You you like who you like. But me personally, we need change. And, you know, no one politician is perfect. But we need the lesser of the two evils right now. We really do. We need we need to find, get back on some, some footing and get ourselves back into a place where we love each other, and we can be together. In unity, so, um, I think one thing else I wanted to mention that I just it just came to me. The the other thing about the healthcare disparities that I I. I did want to mention out there that I I feel like I'm empowered to share that's why it popped back into my head is that along with the healthcare disparities that we listed in Healthy People 2020 and the fact that we're being judged we as healthcare practitioners and nurses and and nurse practitioners and doctors we're in the business of health prevention healthcare maintenance and one of the things that that with the turning away of individuals who are transgender is that we're going to miss those preventative screenings that um, we we can catch early to help prevent breast cancer, cervical cancer, um, and and those 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 issues. And I think that's what really is what's boggling my mind because if I come to a primary care office and all of a sudden you see me and we're going through the paperwork and I'm telling you my history and you say oh you know what I can't see you anymore because you're a lesbian living with a tran- married to a transgender straight couple and um, it goes against my religion now how prone do you think I am to going to go to another facility I actually you know am in the position well yeah I can do that I can find a facility that works for me but as I said in the beginning some of these places don't have specialty uh, access to specialty clinics like I do so now that person is not going to go into any primary care office to get any treatment for anything or get any screenings so um, my point for saying this is that individuals who are transitioning f- 
female to male still need to have um, cervical uterine, all those cancers, breast cancer screenings until they have their hysterectomy, but they still are prone to um, breast cancer. And guys, men do get breast cancer as well, straight men. It's about 2%, but it still happens. And then also with men trans transitioning to female, um, they still can get prostate cancer, right? So we still have to do those um, digital rectal screenings and all these things. So they're not getting this done because they're scared to tell you who they really are because they don't want to be judged. So now all of a sudden someone's going to have these series of symptoms and you're not going to know what test to do because you didn't build that bond with that patient because of your judgment and, and your lack of caring and compassion toward who that person is as a person and not based upon their lifestyle. So, um, yeah, so that's, I, I don't want to keep going because I can definitely keep going off on a tangent on this one because it just, it boggles my mind how people who sign up to preserve life and save life pick and choose whose life they save and when. Hmm. So on that note, I want to say to everyone, please love each other. Be in the space of understanding and peace. We may not like what everyone does, but honestly, who you lay down with at night really shouldn't be any of my business. So I appreciate you joining me today, listening and please give your feedback, share this episode, if you will. And um, also join me again for the next installment. And I just want to wish you all love and peace and just wellness, all around wellness. So subscribe, like, send me a message. Um, my email is at DC the soulful eclectic um i'm sorry it's dc at the soulful eclectic uh dot com and uh also you can come to my web page my facebook page soulful eclectic and yeah so i love you all i wish you nothing but peace and love and i will see you or hear from you in the near future Thank you. So this concludes today's episode. If anything that was said today resonates with you or with someone in your circle that you sh want to share this episode with, and you want to share that information with me, please feel free to send me a message via email on my Facebook page. Um, you can leave a like uh, on the RSS feed that you are currently listening to me on. And um, just let me know how 
you feel, whether you like it or you don't like it. Any feedback to me is great feedback because it shows that you're in tune to what I'm saying or what my guests are saying. And, you know, it it helps open up that dialogue. And I always like to hear other people's perspective on things that we've discussed. So thank you for joining me on this episode. And again, if you like the episode, join, subscribe, click how much you like it, and send me a message. The email address is dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com. And you can follow me on my social media. Currently, the Facebook page is up and running, and the Facebook page is called Soulful Eclectic. You have to drop the th on this one. And um, yeah, so whatever social media platform, website that you're listening to or you, you are following me on, please subscribe, rate the show, your thoughts. Um, so until next time, take care of yourself, love yourself first, because if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love and care for anyone else, right? So with that, I bid you peace and love, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Namaste.